guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ah, December. The month when time speeds up, like it enters some sort of a wormhole and just zips away from us. I know it's not just me. And it's not just you. This is a conversation that has been repeating itself for the last week or so. However, one of the things that we typically make time to think about in December is next year. Traditionally, we'd be thinking of a nicely structured business plan, all linear in scope, laying out the quarters and our forecasts and plans. However, after 2020, I think we're more wondering, what are we going to do? we're starting to ponder what we can plan around, what we can control. Do we need a contingency plan or a potential pivot? And those thoughts probably aren't coming in a linear fashion either. I think there's a lot to be said for having a plan still. We won't go anywhere if we have nowhere in mind. But I don't think the strict structure or expectation a plan can create is going to do much for us in 2021. I think the world is still changing and adapting and figuring its way through this pandemic, and there's no reason we shouldn't take some time to do the exact same thing too. So for this week and next, I'm going to talk business plans. Woohoo! I'll say straight up, I am, I'm not going to go over financials. I'll stick to what I actually know about and what I'm thinking about doing. Sound good? Hey, I'm Janice, and welcome to another episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence. Those are the three things I think are critical to every successful entrepreneur. So grab a cup of your favorite brew, and let's get into today's episode. You know what? I'm aware that some of you don't actually have a business plan, and that's okay. You've made it this far, but let's get you settled and strategic. And imagine what you can do with yourself if you have a plan, eh? I used to work with an entrepreneur whose business plan was comprised of three typed paragraphs. It took about two-thirds of the page. And that was great, fine and dandy as a working document to get started with. There was a vision in this person's heart, and that kept them going. But once we spent some time together, the big goals came out, and we were able to strategize around them better. It's been a few years, 
So I recently looked up that particular entrepreneur and the goals we had laid out were right there on the website in full glory position. So seriously, think about what you can do if you put your mind to it. This is slightly cliched, but I like to begin with the end in mind. Those goals, go big or stay home. I have my eye on a property in France. Several, to be honest, because I know that it's going to be a little while before I'm in a position to attain one. I'm an active voyeur of French property, shall we say. But it gives me an idea of how much money I need to get this particular goal, and it tells me what ways I need to structure my business. And both of those things give me something to add into my plan. So what's your goal? How much money is that going to cost if it's something to purchase? How much will it cost to attain? Have you thought of a time frame? Are you comfortable looking 10 years down the road? Five years? Are you scared to look much further than the first quarter of 2021? And I, I get that, by the way. Like, I, I totally get that fear. I just don't want you to let it stop you. The dreams are free, my friend. And they can change. You just need something to fix your sights on. So that's the forward-looking bit. Now take a deep breath. Revel in that dream you have in your mind, just for an extra moment. Okay, and now think about 2020. We need to do a bit of an analysis of how things went for you. Never mind what happened in the world, let's just look at you and your business. When I think about this year, I can wrap the whole thing in a blanket of, oh wow, I was so brave to start a podcast, start creating a community. Oh, Speaking of which, search out Connections Coffee and Confidence Community on Facebook. I'm in there every weekday, and the amazing women in there with me are so interesting to chat to. They all bring something different, and I'd really love to hear your voice in the mix. One caveat, you gotta bring your own coffee. So yeah, anyway, I could think, oh wow, Jan, you were so brave, and that's great, and congratulations. But no. That's not an analysis. That's blowing smoke, and this is not the time for that. When I pull that blanket of bravery back, I can see where all my scaredy-cat, insecure tendencies were lurking, and frankly, they were holding me back from making the progress I should have. No, it doesn't sit well. And yes, I did prefer the smoke blowing. But that smoke will diffuse your ability to see your future, And I really have this vision of my life in France. The hard questions will help us isolate the excuses from the realities. And it's the excuses we really want to have a good look at right now. Did you meet your goals this year? Why? How much was really out of your control? How much could you have mitigated? How much was down to you getting kicked in the teeth by a global pandemic that changed the way the world operates in so many ways. Because that's okay. Like, it kicked everyone to some degree in some way. But let's separate the fact from the fiction. I was scared a lot this year. Under my facade of bravery was a slimy coating of fear. It would be much easier to say I didn't meet my goals, well, because I had to adapt to schooling my three boys from home and learn how to deal with their needs around their schooling and cope without the supports that I'm accustomed to. 
or because I ran outside when the sun was shining, considering a Canadian winter is always, always heading our way. And while beautiful, it can be tough when the safety warnings to stay inside due to extreme cold come out. But while those are true, and the disruption to routine, and there were other things, like, that wasn't all. I was tired. And I know you were too. I know it. This is not an encouragement to beat yourself up. We don't need a reminder for that. This is an unemotional look at what was going on, and most likely still is. And because I was so tired, mostly emotionally, I allowed fear to lead me for a bit. It was the path of least resistance. It's easier to play small, but it did leave me with unmet goals. So what happened to you? Did you let fear tempt you? Did you lose track of where you were going as the world lost track of what was going on? It's okay. You're safe to look at this stuff without judgment or regret. And for those of you who met your goals, were they big enough? Were they the size of a home in another country? Or are you blown away at the fact that you met them because they were crazy bananas when you wrote them down? Please tell me if this is the case. Like, jump into that Facebook group and brag so I can celebrate the heck out of you. Actually, any wins, even if you didn't hit your goals but you survived, let me know. And this is the part where I also tell you to look at your financials. I know there were shortages of lots of different things. Ingredients, packaging materials, toilet paper. And market rules of supply and demand dictate price which would definitely affect your bottom line. Did you have to find an alternative method of production, sales, or delivery? Did that change your cost per item, and were you able to pass that along to the consumer? If you're a service provider, did you need to purchase anything to enable you to continue providing your services? Something like a Zoom subscription, or masks, or different health-compliant products. I'm sure there are things I can't even think of that some of you had to buy in order to continue operating. But did you absorb those costs for the short term? And if so, what about passing them along going forward? Do you feel badly about having to do that? Because this is business. When you look at the numbers, those black and white figures, they'll tell you information, like whether your business is sustainable or not. There's no emotion attached to those numbers. You follow where they tell you to go. And if your market won't bear a price increase necessary to sustain your business, well, that brings other considerations to examine. And all of this is okay. This is a time for us to put our emotions in a nice big box, wrap it up, and stick a bow on it. Maybe tape a candy cane to the top. That way you can reward yourself with it later on, after the hard work is done. Let's bounce back to your goals. Your version of my home in France. With your sights set, let's look at what you need to accomplish in 2021 in order to move towards it. Take your numbers. Where are you going with them? Do you add a standard percentage every year so you continue to grow? So for example, your profit in 2020 was set at 37,000. And this year you add your standard 10%, so your new target profit is 40,700. What do you need to do to reach that? Where's your wiggle room? Do you need to repackage your product or service? Do you need to repurpose it? Market it differently? Expand or change your audience? 
Is there something you can add that can entice the buyers in towards the higher price? Something that isn't going to cost you much to add. Maybe you don't need to do any of those things, but are there things you could try for a quarter and see what a difference it makes? This is where we get a bit tactical, where we break down our big house in France into our goals for the year and each quarter. If we only look at the big picture, it tends to become a bit overwhelming, pretty daunting. Right now, I'm not in a position to buy a home in France, not without selling our current home and causing a lot of upheaval in our lives. So I need to stop and look at things in the micro, not the macro. What do I need to do now, next month, next fall, to get me closer to Huitre et Chablis en France, besides work on my French accent? So how do you break it down for your business? Do you know the number of clients you need to close or products you need to move to reach a financial goal? What are you going to do to make it happen? And is that possible? Are you being practical? I know I said aim high, but you don't want to go so high that you set an impossible target and end up failing no matter what you do. I'd love to work with a hundred clients a month for one hour consults with a set of written recommendations to follow. But I know that as much as I love working with real people and I would be constantly buzzing from that much interaction, I wouldn't have time for this podcast or my family or life in general. I'd be helping others build their businesses at the expense of my own. So I need to be realistic and either set my price for my more reasonable 10 one-to-one sessions per month that enable me to meet my targets or look at other ways to supplement that income. And it's the same with you. Tactical thinking is about using your energy where it will get you the best return. Go back and listen to what Tasia Haste had to say in episode 24. She's someone I keep going back to with her easy acceptance of where her energy is best used. I love how she flat out says, it's not that I don't do that because I can't. It's because that's not where my energy is best placed. Now, obviously I'm paraphrasing. She says it much more nicely. So you should go back and listen. Episode 24. So let's be wise with our energy. Is there something you've really been dreading doing again? Do you have a client who sucks the juice from your creative life? Do you have a product that takes up your energy or time in a way that no return on investment could really make it worth your while? Do you offer something because everyone else is? Do I need to ask you if you would follow them if they jumped off a bridge? Look, honestly, I fell prey to this this year, and I won't again. It didn't work for me. I wavered on what I do well, and I won't again. Hopefully. (laughs) But a good business plan is key to helping make sure we don't fall prey to that kind of thing often, if at all. A good business plan is something that you should refer back to. It should be a living document that you update and reevaluate in light of how the year is going. A clearly written statement of your mission, vision, and values will help you stay on track. Stay true to yourself. Have you thought about doing that for yourself? What about your communications or marketing plan? Do you have one? Do you understand why you should have one? Because these are the next episodes coming up. This episode has been a a touch heavy with the weight of things I've suggested you examine already. 
But by no means is this podcast going to provide you with an exhaustive look at what you need to cover in your business plan. I really just wanted to give you some things to think about to move away from the cookie cutter version that you could download from any businessy type of website. Maybe not move away from it, but add to, I should say. And maybe up until now, you've had your business plan in your head or written three paragraphs that covered two thirds of a page. So I hope for 2021, you manage to cover the full page. Maybe even both sides, eh? Hey, thank you so much for listening today. And if you like what you heard, I'd love if you could hit the subscribe button and leave me a positive review wherever you're listening. It doesn't cost you anything but an extra minute of time, but it means a lot to me. And if you really like what you're learning, head to JaniceFogarty.com and sign up for my weekly email. You'll be the first to know about the new episodes and the other plans I'm working on. So make sure to meet me, same time, same place, next week. Until then... Stay safe and thank you so much. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 